You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It is, in fact, our 26th year on the air. And this is Into Tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, September 10th. 2021 on radio, the original social media, and hopefully you're listening to us on your favorite radio station. Perhaps you're listening to us on our 24-7 stream, like on the Into Tomorrow app, which is free, and we hope you have. If not, please get it. Or you're listening to us on our free podcasts. So many different ways to get Into Tomorrow. We're just delighted that you're tuned in. And even more delighted when you participate. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. You sure? Yeah. All righty then. We've got some tech news and commentary in this first segment. Alan in Mississippi, standing by, a big uh, Super Talk Mississippi listener. We're going to get to your call in a few moments and many others. Recently, we talked about Apple's brand new update for their latest iPhone, a photo scanning app that has the ability to detect any sort of content within their photos that might depict child sex abuse. Mm. This update was made to cut down on child sex abuse and hopefully make the world a safer place for children everywhere. However, many people have called out the new update on its controversial nature, and the feedback has been so astronomical that it has done something truly unbelievable. It has caused Apple to press pause on getting this update to the public. Interesting. Yeah, so now the problem isn't that people don't want children to be safe. I think we can all agree that protecting our children is one of the most important things that we need to do. Of course. Uh, the problem is that users are extremely concerned about the future of their privacy. Um, Apple said, quote, based on feedback from customers, advocacy groups, researchers, and others, we have decided to take additional time over the coming months to collect input and make improvements before releasing these critically important child safety features. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, there is the two hands thing. On the one hand, I certainly agree with child safety. Uh, I mean, I'm a father and a grandfather and so forth, and you do whatever it takes to protect kids, of course. Then on the other hand, I hear our listeners that are talking a lot about privacy as well. And somebody being able to do something so invasive as to look at the pictures on your phone, and especially those that say, hey, I got no problem with you know child safety, and, and by all means, they're never going to find anything on my phone for child abuse or, or sexual abuse or anything of that sort. But I don't want them in my phone looking at my pictures anyway. And that's why I've been very torn on this issue, because I feel the same way you do. It's, yeah. you know, bo I want both things to, to happen. I want the privacy, but I want the kids to be protected. Yeah. You know? you know, so you can see, unfortunately, in this case, for a change, Apple's dilemma. Yeah. Because I think there's a lot of people that were probably threatening, and this is what really got their attention, to go Android, to throw their iPhone in the water or the lake or something, and forget you, you know, done with Apple. And they were probably getting a whole lot of that 
from people who had nothing to hide, but I'll be darned if I want you in my phone looking at my pictures, even if they're, again, nothing to hide. And plus, I'm sure that they were opening themselves up to many lawsuits by privacy groups. Even if the lawsuit didn't go anywhere, it's still going to cost Apple money to defend themselves. Well, and they can afford it. But the fact is, do they want to go through all of that trouble? Now, what's the solution? Or is there a solution. Well, they could do similar things on your computer, but they need a warrant from a judge. So yeah. there's an option. You know, maybe you know have the capability there, but it's not something that's taken advantage of or used unless there is a warrant from a judge that where they have yeah. probable cause to if, get in there. If there is already perhaps an investigation, if there's a child predator that they're concerned about in the community, and they have again probable cause. Now a judge says, "Okay, Apple, we know you can do this. Here's a court order to do so on that device." Fine. I have no problem with that whatsoever. And for the privacy people that want to protect, you know, this predator, to heck with you. Uh, you know, go after this person and get him or her off the streets and in jail where they belong. Yeah. Well, plus, you know, I, I think of, you know, parents, you know, when, when Cameron was, was a baby, you know, his mom and I were always, we were taking pictures of him, like in his first bath. Of course, you know, we would cover things so they weren't seen, but yeah. sometimes you'd see a little tushy, but, you know, <laughs> would that mean that our, our son's picture on my phone that we took for our own memories would then be flagged and I'd start having people knocking on my door yeah, for well, having child, you know, child it, pornography. It, it could be ultimately, because again, where do you draw the line? You know, is it an age issue? Is it a, Oh, that's just a cute little baby in the, in the bathtub thing. Or I don't know. I can see their dilemma. And I rarely, as you know, and every other regular listener knows rarely take Apple's side on anything. Mm-hmm. But I, I can feel for them here. So maybe the, the final answer is Apple's capable of doing it, develop it, deal with it, you know, fine-tune it, whatever. Just don't do it unless there's a court order for a specific person's device. And I hope they can come to some kind of a you know, compromise with that because I think it's a good feature to have. I just think that privacy is also very important. Yeah, for sure. Gotcha. Motitas, I guess that's how you say it, their upcoming $369 Pure phone, they're calling it, is part of a wave of minimalist handsets that can generally handle making calls and one or two other features, such as perhaps text messaging, photography, maybe a little navigation support. The Wall Street Journal says the devices are aimed at consumers who want to avoid using multifunctional smartphones. Is that really an issue for many people? That you don't want a smartphone? I mean, I get it if some people don't use a lot of the features of a smartphone. I mean, in my signature for email on my smartphone, I have sent by my somewhat smartphone. <laughs> because, And I'm surprised how few people actually acknowledge that. But every so often I get somebody to say, oh, love your signature. I'm, I'm going to steal that. You know, my somewhat smartphone as well. And again, I understand people who say, you know what, I I use it for texting, maybe surf the web, an occasional phone call. Yeah, they still make a call. Um, But beyond that, I don't really use a lot of the other features. Take a picture here and there, grandkids or something. Well, I've had you know an iPhone since they came out, and I've been on the current iOS since it came out, like over a year or two years ago, whenever I know, I iOS know. 14 you're, came out. You're a, you're a sworn iPhone-y from well, the get-go. And I, well, and I've told you before, it's because I, I'm too old and too nope. – you know, I don't want to be learning – having to learn a new operating system. Oh, My point is I am still learning, and I learned some new features last week, things that the iPhone can do that I never knew it could do. 
Okay. But so then you're not one of those that says you want to avoid using multifunctional smartphones because you like some of the features. I like some of the features. I just wish I knew about some of them that you know are cool that I didn't, never knew about well, before. Well, here's the thought. Do some digging. Learn more features. Oh, like and I have time for that. And she, oh, come on. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. When you're home doing nothing. Um, and you're, you can't be gardening because it's raining. We got our South Florida summer rains and stuff. So do a little digging and then start a new little feature, a weekly feature about smartphone tips. I like it. And for, you can say, did you know that you can do this and this and this? Tip one, throw it away. Yeah, <laughs> get one of these three hundred and sixty-nine dollar pure phones yeah, instead. Know. I miss my uh, my old uh, Motorola flip phone. Well, that was because it was Star Trekky. Yeah, and well, it was and the Star Tac. Cool. Yeah, it so was. It. Yeah. Speaking of cell phones, uh, T-Mobile U.S. customers filed a series of class action lawsuits accusing the company of negligence after hackers exposed personal data belonging to millions of its current, former, and prospective users. We talked mm-hmm. about that a couple weeks ago. Yep. At least three lawsuits have been filed so far in a district court, all demanding jury trials. Two of the complaints accused T-Mobile of violating the U.S. Federal Trade Commission Act, which prohibits companies from engaging in unfair and deceptive activities, including failure to maintain appropriate security measures to safeguard customer information. Penalties are set at $100 to $750 per customer or incident or actual damages, whichever is found to be greater. Wow. And when they release millions of people's personal yeah, data. Something like 48 million people oh were affected or something. Gosh, That can add up very quickly. Yeah. Interesting. Well, good. I hope they work on that and it doesn't increase our T-Mobile bills. Google is said to have custom processor designs in the works for its Chromebook laptops and tablet computers. Companies also developing mobile chips for its own Pixel smartphones and other devices. And that's kind of interesting because you keep hearing more and more companies making their own chips or looking at companies to do other chips and that kind of thing. And it kind of makes you wonder, whatever happened to Intel anyway? Uh, because they're, they're not doing that anymore. Uh, like, for example, Amazon, Apple, Badu, uh, Facebook, Google, Tesla, they've all taken to coming up with their own custom chip designs for certain devices. They're, they're turning to companies uh, like foundries like Taiwan Semiconductor to fabricate those integrated circuit designs. Increasingly, these companies want custom-made chips fitting their application-specific requirements rather than use the same generic chips as their competitors. So again, no one using any Intel chips for that kind of use any longer. You might still find one in a laptop or a desktop, but not in any other device. So I think they really missed the ball. Probably. Missed the boat. Now, if you're still holding on to your Samsung Galaxy Note 9, the good news is that you can still get security software updates for the phone. The bad news, as revealed in a newly updated Samsung security updates page, is that the software patches will now be released on a quarterly schedule rather than monthly. Uh Uh-oh. The change in updates is not exactly a surprise. The Galaxy Note 9 has been available since September 2018, so having 36 months of regular monthly security updates is actually better than normal. Uh, It's likely that the Galaxy Note 9 updates will continue at their quarterly rate for at least the next year. And then we'll see what happens. Yeah, exactly. See if the demand is such that they've got to do them more frequently or not. Yeah, maybe they'll be like Microsoft and they'll just stop doing updates altogether so they can try to force people to upgrade to their newer versions. <laughs> yeah. Windows 11. Anybody yeah. heard of that? Yeah. Hmm. You were talking about privacy earlier, of course. The results of the National Privacy Test, which is a yearly global survey about digital privacy 
are just in. Here are some of the main takeaways. Sadly, the global score is 66 points out of 100. Despite knowing well how to stay safe online, users all around the world don't practice what they preach. When it comes to habits, the score is 48 points out of 100. Germany remains the most advanced country, 70 out of 100, on all accounts. Americans come in second, yay us, but our habits are still quite poor, they say. The U.K. and Australia had the biggest improvements, three points each, compared to last year's results. On the other hand, some of the countries, Italy, France, and Ireland, for example, had a setback in their privacy ratings. Hmm. So I'm not really sure what that tells us, except we're better than number two. We've got to try harder. <laughs> yeah. And let's see what happens. We've got to surpass Germany. Yeah. And be a lot more concerned about our privacy. Apparently not many of us are and should be. Mercedes-Benz is testing, get this, a brain-computer interface that could allow drivers to control vehicles with their thoughts using headgear with brainwave measuring capabilities. What could go wrong? (laughs) Our partners at PC Mag say the next phase of development will likely entail testing reliability and ensuring drivers can seamlessly shift their focus while driving safely. Right. I just don't see that as working. No. Because how how many times all of us when driving, and we should be concentrating on driving obviously it's very very dangerous to drive you got you're behind a four thousand pound bomb basically weapon you got to be careful you got to pay attention drive defensively concentrate on the road and your surroundings but our mind does tend to wander periodically anyway something you hear on the radio somebody in the car distracting you something that you read on a billboard while you're driving something and you want to have your brain control your driving? Yeah, I mean, I've been guilty over the years of driving from point A to point B and then realizing when I get to point B, how did I get here? I mean, I knew I was in the car, but I don't remember any of the drive. I obviously got here safely, but you know, yeah. it's scary. Sure, but you're thinking, I don't remember going by such and such or making that turn yeah. or whatever, because where was my mind? I was just kind of doing it. Uh-huh. That's scary. Uh, yeah, yeah. Alan in Ackerman, Mississippi, listens on Super Talk Mississippi and joins us into tomorrow. Hey, Alan. With foreign countries using their cell phones for computer standalone instead of laptop and desktop, what are the advancements out there for the United States people looking into that? and applying it to their lives. Ooh, interesting question, Alan. We, we have access, of course, to the same hardware, operating systems, software, and networks than other countries have. So there's something a different country is doing with their phones that we probably can do as well. Ninety uh, percent of what average people do in their personal lives can be done with a phone without needing to resort to a computer. I mean, your phone is a computer anyway, right? But without having to go to a separate device, your laptop or desktop, modern phones can run banking apps, streaming apps, office suite type apps. So you can even do your taxes on your phone. Yeah, and that's why Apple keeps trying to push the iPad as a computer replacement. 
iPads are far less flexible than fully featured computers, but they can easily do the bulk of what the average user needs or wants to do. There's really not an awful lot that you need to use a phone as a laptop replacement. Everything is either built in or uses an app that you can download from the device itself. If you want to print, which is less and less common these days, just look for a network printer, particularly something that adheres to the Google Print or Apple's AirPrint standards would help. Unfortunately, Google Print requires that you connect the printer to Google's servers, which is not great, but it will allow you to print from the phone at least. Yeah, so Alan, if that's one of the things you were thinking about, then by all means, you can do most everything on your phone. It's just not as easily done. Just like Apple pushing iPad, replacing your computer, no thanks. I still want to use my desktop or laptop for many things, especially work-related. So curious about what others think. Let us know at 800-899-INTO or hit the Ask Dave button at intotomorrow.com. take a lot of medicine or take care of someone that does? Hero is the new smart device that makes life easier by pre-sorting a 90-day supply of up to 10 different pills. Just pour them in and Hero does the rest. So easy to use and saves me so much time. I never miss a dose. I'm never late for a dose anymore. And that is so critical to me. What I like best about my Hero is that it's so easy to set up and it's so easy to use. And I don't have to worry about my pills or get distracted and forget, did I take that pill or not? Because it reminds me. It alerts and dispenses with the push of a button. Plus, Hero sends a friendly alert to you and a caregiver. Hero is amazing, but you could even live out of state with the person and still program their Hero from the convenience of your phone. I feel better than I have ever felt simply because I have this device. Try Hero risk-free for 30 days. If you don't love it, you don't keep it. Call 800-613-2715. That's 800-613-2715. 800-613-2715. Call now. You're tuned into tomorrow for the weekend of Friday, September 10th, 2021. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by Dexcom, the only continuous glucose monitor FDA permitted for kids ages two years and up. Visit dexcom.com. It's time for our history feature. IFA is one of the largest and oldest tech shows in the world. With this next look back at IFA's Here's Chris Grave line. Line, line, IFA history, IFA history. There were several approaches to record movies on a disc. After the TED system and by Telefunken presented at IFA in 1971, VHD, the video high-density disc by JVC, was introduced. Then Laser Vision by Philips and CED by RCA. All were analog, all failed, and all were discontinued by the mid-80s. Nerd alert! CD video with 74 minutes of video also didn't succeed. Another medium with higher capacity was needed, combined with data reduction, which was available in the early 90s. Great googly moogly. In the mid-90s, the industry started to develop the DVD technology, which had five times the storage capacity of a CD. That's this week's IFA update, brought to you by Messe Berlin. Be sure to visit ifa-berlin.com. The cool Into Tomorrow Hot Summer Giveaway is still underway, and you can win some fabulous prizes, and all you need to do is be heard on the air. 
Stay tuned for how the easy it is. For example, from Viper, we've got color OLED two-way security and remote start systems. They're worth $600. From RoboRock, we've got an S6 Max-V robotic vacuum, True Vision Smarter Action, valued at $700. LFO has provided Eclip baby car seat alarms, peace of mind for busy parents and save your child. They've also sent some of their e-therm infrared ear and forehead thermometers. You want something that cooks and preps and cleans after every meal? Well, how about the Molto Smart Kitchen Appliance Cooking Pal? This is pretty cool and worth $1,000. From Tivic Health, they sent more of their clear-up microcurrent devices to relieve congestion from colds, flus, and allergies. Uh, Skos sent a box full of stuff, including the Rhythm Plus 2.0 armband heart rate monitor, Magic Mount phone stand for the MagSafe charger, cup holder, portable air purifier, and deodorizer. If you're looking for quiet point wireless active noise canceling in-ear headphones, Audio Technica sent us a few of theirs. Very cool and highly requested. Catalyst and a box of stuff for various iPhone models, phone cases, and cases for AirPods Pro and Apple Watches. Razer has provided a Kyo webcam, perfect work-from-home webcam with built-in adjustable ring light, and a Black Widow Light Sonnet mechanical keyboard to up your productivity. And from our friends at Cut & Go, Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers, so you're never going to be trapped in an accident or, God forbid, underwater. Cut & Go, helping save your life. From Vox Electronics, we've got a 10.1-inch high-res in-vehicle digital smart TV overhead monitor system valued at $700. And how does one participate? Just be heard on the air. Call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Use the free Into Tomorrow app or click the Ask Dave button on our site at intotomorrow.com. Guys, by now, you've heard the great news. If you've wanted to try Viagra or Cialis, but were worried about the price, Blue Pills Direct can finally give you the results you've been looking for. Why pay almost $15 per pill when you can get the same results you need for only $2 per pill? That's right. Call today and receive 50 blue pills or 50 yellow pills for only $99. That's only $2 per pill and saves you almost $500 from your local pharmacy. Why wait? Call 888-914-4247 today and finally have those breathtaking, toe-curling moments again and again. Call 888-914-4247 right now and we'll rush your order discreetly packaged to your door. Just call 888-914-4247. That's 888-914-4247. Call 888-914-4247. Welcome back into tomorrow. I'm Dave Graveline in our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, all sorts of cool things, products and services, whatever, available today and into tomorrow. And of course, we're in the midst of our huge annual cool into tomorrow hot summer giveaway. So when you participate on the program, you automatically win. We don't make you jump through hoops. It's not a 99th caller or it's not, you know, answer the trivia question or any goofy stuff. You simply participate. You are being heard on the air 
and you win prizes. Many of our guests and sponsors and other friends of the program are frequently sending us goodies to share with you. And we've got, uh, I think at this point, well over $15,000 worth of stuff that we're sharing with our audience for the summer giveaway. So participate on the program. We came across a company that develops consumer and professional trackers to monitor vehicles, people, and valuables that can get lost or stolen. Yep, it happens. Joining us now is the CEO of Invoxia. If I'm saying her name right, because she's just outside of Paris, Emily Coudron. Is that close? Perfect, Dave. Thank you. Oh, well. Pleasure to be on the show. Oh, uh, c'est bon. Glad to have you with us and merci for okay. spending a few minutes with us. Uh, tell me about Invoxia as a company first. Okay, so Invoxia is a French startup that was created in 2010 by French serial entrepreneur Eric Carrel, who is also the founder of Withings in Connected Health. And today we are the leader in Europe of uh, sales of uh, GPS trackers. So we have a full range of GPS trackers that serve, as you said, uh, to protect anything that is at risk of theft or loss. Ah. So vehicles, motorcycles, cars, uh, you name it, and pets. And, and even pets, uh, because I'm, I'm holding one. Uh, those uh, listening on the radio, be sure and visit intotomorrow.com and check out the video with Emily. And then you'll see the product we're talking about. But here it is, the LongFi GPS tracker. And this is what it looks like. Of course, Emily's going to hold one up as well. And we also have extra video to show you how it all works. It's a very thin, very small device. Uh, describe it, if you will, how you would describe it to folks who have yet to see it. Sure. So it's it's a small standalone GPS tracker. Basically, you will hide it anywhere in your car or in the glove compartment or on anything that you want to track. And then when it starts moving, you will receive the positions as I'm holding it to the screen. Uh-huh. Every like every two to five minutes, depending on the settings you chose uh, in the app, in the companion app. Then you can look at the history and you can also get notified in case of suspicious movement, meaning if we detect movement after a while of inactivity Mm -hmm. um, so that you can intervene fast uh, in case of theft. And we're working uh, very frequently with police forces. I know, Dave, that you are a former police officer, so that (laughs) you've been doing doing your homework. Useful. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And uh, and you can get notified also if the the tracker leaves or enters a certain zone that you've set in the app. Oh, so you can set up geofencing in that sense then too, right? If it's just exactly. in your car and you want to know if it ever leaves the area of your home or business or something of that of that sort, uh, then it's easy to do. It's about I'm going to guess like three inches long for those listening on the radio and not yet seeing the video. Um, and very, very thin. It's like maybe uh, two credit card sizes <laughs> thick, if you will, and has a little carry handle. So I guess you could attach it to something or just drop it in the glove box. Uh, it works uh, basically wherever it is. So it doesn't. does it need to see the sky in order to get GPS? So actually, it's not only using GPS. We have a complete stack of different geolocation techniques that we're using depending on the context. Uh, so first, the tracker will try to see if the user's smartphone is nearby. And uh-huh. if it is, and the user has allowed us to uh, locate uh, themselves, 
uh, then we will ask the app to uh, to do the position. So that saves a lot of battery life on the tracker side. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the smartphone is not nearby, then we will fall back to uh, Wi-Fi positioning. So we will actually try to detect the Wi-Fi hotspots that are around. And then there is a third-party service that says, okay, if you see those Wi-Fi, it means uh, that you're probably at that location with that kind of precision. Uh, and if there aren't uh, any Wi-Fi available or not enough, then we will fall back to GPS. And GPS consumes a lot of battery and it has a lot of constraints because you need to see the sky. It doesn't work if you have a lot of metal elements around yourself. Uh, so we have those this this stack of like this smart stack of uh, of geolocation that allows us to try to work anywhere. Well, so now- for a GPS, you would need to see the sky. You would need not to have a stormy sky. You would need not to uh, be in a forest. Yeah. Uh, but usually, we have a way of making it work uh, anywhere it is. I like the fact that you've got multiple ways, uh, several backups, if you will, for the Invoxia system. And uh, why is it called LongFi GPS tracker? That, that's kind of clever, I think. So LongFi is actually the name of the network that Helium chose. Ah. Uh, so today we have uh, we have uh, technologies, we have trackers uh, that uh, use different protocols. We have uh, LoRa and Sigfox in Europe. We have uh, LTM in the US. And now the LongFi GPS tracker is our newest addition to uh, to the range, uh, and it leverages Helium uh, decentralized network. So. Uh, just to explain what how Helium works, yes, uh, it's actually like a crowdsourced LoRaWAN network. Uh, so anyone as a user can buy a hotspot and contribute to this massive network for IoT. And in exchange, uh, they will earn a new crypto called HNT. Uh, and uh, and so it's it's really like a disruption of uh, of the classical telco operator model that is centralized. Uh, and uh, Helium has called uh, their their network LongFi or their technology, mm-hmm. uh, and we're we're using this protocol, so that's why it's called LongFi GPS Tracker. Ah, terrific! And I have to tell you that we're very impressed because when Chris was trying it out, when we received the unit so we can evaluate and review and demo it, um, I thought, yeah, but you know, is there anybody in our area, for example, that is mm-hmm. on the Helium network? He popped up like there were these little cell spots, if you will, um, all over the place. And I thought, well, I'd feel comfortable if this was in my car or in a bag or on a motorcycle or something. And uh, and it had been lost or stolen. Uh, kind of hard to just lose your car, but maybe in a parking lot. Uh, but <laughs> it would help me find it because there were a lot of people on this helium network. Uh, so that's awesome. And, and of course, I'm assuming we're not giving up any privacy if we allow the helium network being a user. We want to help other people locate their lost items. Uh, nobody knows who we are. Nobody gets our personal information. It's just using no. our connection, right? And talking to the helium network and saying, hey, network, I have found Dave's device. You know, let him know it's here. Is that kind of how it works, a kind of a simplistic way to describe uh, it? Like the hotspot would know it, it's actually conveying the messages, but it doesn't know what's in them because right. it's encrypted. Uh, so only us will know uh, that this was actually Dave's tracker speaking and, uh, and Dave's tracker has been here and there. So, of course, in terms of privacy, there is uh, no issue. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, coverage, as you mentioned, coverage is key. We've been in discussion with Helium for a long time now, and we've noticed that the, the coverage is uh, is making a huge progress. I think they are reaching close to 100,000 uh, hotspots uh, in 
more than 100 countries. Wow. So it's really like uh, uh, knowing uh, exponential growth. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and we're super happy to be part of this adventure now because the coverage is enough, at least in most uh, American cities, sure. uh, and, to have a reliable service. And of course, for every LongFi GPS tracker that you sell, there's another uh, Helium Network member, if you will, that's going to help other people uh, unknowingly. We're going to take a quick break and talk more with Amélie Coudron, the CEO of Invoxia, all about this very cool long-fi GPS tracker. As Into Tomorrow continues, stay tuned. This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. Get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at Blueberry.com. It's like a blueberry without the E's. So B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Thank you for tuning into tomorrow. We're talking with the CEO of Invoxia about the LongFi GPS tracker, and she is Emily Coudron. Do we even know if I'm helping locate something for someone? Uh, it's all transparent. Uh, so, for uh, Helium hotspot owners, actually, they will earn crypto in two ways. First, uh, be just because they contribute to the network, that's temporary. Uh, and then they will earn crypto when someone is actually using their connectivity, ah. uh, which means that if there are lots of people with GPS trackers around, it will help those hotspot owners earn crypto. So that's kind of another clever way to do it with the cryptocurrency craze. Uh, you know, there's no investment on their part except the device itself, which, by the way, what does it cost in U.S. dollars? Uh, so, so it's uh, $129 dollars. Uh, and it has three years of uh, subscription included. Oh, okay, because that was my next question is, no doubt we've got to pay a subscription, but it's covered for the first three years. And then yes. then what is the cost? And after that, it would be about $20 uh, a year. Oh, very affordable, especially if you're like most of us and we tend to leave things behind. Because what's cool is with the little uh, band, if you will, you can attach it to anything if necessary um, or just drop it in the bag. I just now noticed the the uh, picture on the wall behind you. Uh, oops, I've lost it again. It's a picture of a motorcycle. And it's like, yes. well, but that really hits the nail on the head, as we say. Uh, it allows folks to, to say, yeah, that's me. And how long a charge? I'm noticing a, a, a little USB port on this very thin, long-fi GPS tracking device from Anoxia, uh, Invoxia, I'm sorry. Um, so how often do we have to charge it? How long typically might it last? So that's kind of the magic of LoRaWAN, which is this, this protocol that's really dedicated for IoT and, and connected objects. Uh, it's it's uh, affordable, as you mentioned, compared to a regular cellular with a SIM where you need to pay a few a few dollars each month. Yeah. Uh, and um, and it, it's very uh, efficient in terms of energy consumption, which means that the tracker will actually last up to six months between charges 
you need to compare it with classic like cellular trackers that exist on the market where you need to charge them every two to five days. Yeah. And then if your vehicle gets stolen, you need to pray that there is enough battery left so yeah. that you can chase and find it back. Yeah, you don't uh, have to say, my gosh, when did I last charge this thing? And, and is there enough <laughs> that I can locate my yes. lost item? Yes, because because you need sometimes sometimes to uh, to locate it, and sure. the sooner you you retrieve it, uh, the best, of course. Um, and it's only one hour and a half to charge it. Ah, uh, so you plug it and and then you're back for six months again. Got you. Now, does it let us know when the battery might be getting low, or should we just mark a calendar for every five months to be safe? <laughs> Give it a, an hour charge. No, of course, it will depend on your usage. Like if you move a lot and if you use a lot of GPS, like if you're not in urban areas where there's lots of Wi-Fi, then the battery will drop faster. And we will, uh, and like you will, you will see in the app uh, how how much battery is left. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you will also get uh, notifications once you drop beyond uh, uh, below 20% battery oh, uh, so that you can charge it. Terrific. Uh, of a- course, that's uh, really the point is... Uh, uh, we want to help uh, people um, keep an eye on their things and and have peace of mind and not having to worry about charging it and then where it is, etc. So we will notify you if something strange happens, and we will notify you in case you need to do anything. But otherwise, you can just relax and enjoy yeah. life. Uh, enjoy life. I like that. It makes perfect sense. You must have a specific target audience. I'm assuming for the long five GPS tracker, or is it anybody? The, the audience would, would more like, uh, it, it's kind of still a bit a geeky crypto enthusiast, uh, <laughs> uh, in, uh, in, uh, so I would say like a tech savvy audience for, for this uh, particular tracker. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, like the, the other trackers that we have in Europe uh, are mass market. For Helium, you need someone who understands actually how the Helium network works and, uh, and uh, to check coverage around their area. Or ideally, people who have their own hotspot and are interested in earning extra crypto. Gotcha. Uh, so basically, our Into Tomorrow audience is perfect for you because these are all folks listening and watching that are interested in the latest tech and interested in being able to do things like find their lost items with a very small, easy-to-use device. Well, we invite our audience to visit Invoxia.com. It's I-N-V-O-X-I-A. Invoxia.com. Of course, we will have a link to Emily's site. You'll see what she and her team are up to on a regular basis when you visit us at intotomorrow.com. The CEO of Invoxia, Emily Caudron. Thank you so much. Merci beaucoup for joining us from France. And uh, continue good luck to you. Keep making cool products because we'll continue to talk about them. Thanks a lot for having us. Bye, Dave. Bye-bye. It's our pleasure. Talk about peace of mind. I mean, this is a product that you certainly want to look into, and you can do that uh, at Invoxia.com. We'll help you get there, too. Visit us at Intotomorrow.com. I'm Dave Graveline. Much more coming up. Stay tuned right here on the Advanced Media Network. Thank you. 
thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. Call us for free information at 1-800-460-1663. That's 1-800-460-1663. Again, 1-800-460-1663. As Into Tomorrow continues, video games have been found to be more effective at battling depression than therapy. Uh Uh-huh. Take that, doctor. (laughs) This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming. Blueberry makes it easy. Visit B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. Neil in Atlanta, Georgia, listens on AM 920, The Answer. Welcome Into Tomorrow. Want to know what's better? Uh, I own a uh, Samsung Android, and my wife owns an Apple iPhone. iPhone. And she keeps claiming the iPhone is better, but I tend to like the uh, Samsung Galaxy Note. Yes. (laughs) You hear Chris and I, Chris, iPhone, and I'm in it. No, Android. But neither one is actually better, Neil. Yep, this is Dave actually saying that. Uh, Both do the same thing in a way that's 99.9% the same. Their products are interchangeable, and it's down to personal preference. Uh, the Apple is better if you want to be tracked less, while still being tracked, of course. Yeah, well. Or if you have other Apple devices. Samsung is better if you want to better integrate into Google's ecosystem. That's really about it. Neither one of those companies deserves your blind loyalty any more than brands that package the lettuce at your grocery store do. Thank you. Um, so, you know, you and your wife should fight over something important instead, like pizza toppings or what music to play in the car. <laughs> well, don't, they're not fighting, I'm sure, but I hear what you're saying. So, uh, Neil, I hope we sort of answered that question. Because it is an age-old question ever since they've both been available. Many more Android devices, many, many more, like millions, are sold than Apple iPhones. Apple would have you try to believe otherwise, but that's not factual. But that, a lot of folks love their iPhones, and a lot of folks love their Androids. Yeah, the, the easier but not so helpful answer is the better one is whichever one you like more. Yeah, <laughs> quite frankly. So, Neil, I'm with you. Stick with Android. If the wifey likes to be an iPhoney like Chris, oh well. They'll eventually come to the light side. The Kool-Aid is tasty. Yeah, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. Oh, but not drinking the Kool-Aid is getting our free once-a-week tech newsletter. What does the tech newsletter have that folks are just clamoring to sign up for the free item? Tech news. Oh, go figure. Duh. (laughs) We've also got a listing of the prizes in our summer giveaway. Well, that's always handy. And when the summer giveaway is over, we still list prizes that week. We do. Okay. 
we've got some hmm thoughts to make you smile or hmm. or slap your forehead or you know knee slappers sometimes <laughs> yeah. but most of the time forehead slappers yeah, yeah. Uh, we tell you who's on the show oh that's helpful yeah. we also link you to the uh, tech history video each week oh uh, well if they want to see you on video there you go that's yeah. helpful and Beth's tech tip every week. 20 years later, we will never forget the 9-11 attacks. Technology, of course, has played a big role in educating people on that historic day, as well as advancements in the security of our country. Among other things, that this week and every week, good stuff for you to know. And it's easy to sign up. Stop by intotomorrow.com. A box will pop up asking for your email address. You put your email address in. Then check your email because yep. you're going to get a confirmation. It's a double opt-in because we don't spam you. Click the confirmation link and you're in. Check your spam filters, too, to make sure you're getting our emails. Intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the That's latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, Use our free Into Tomorrow app for your iPhone, Android, and Netbooks. Available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. Into Tomorrow.